Car Games TV One podcast. Um, rejuvenate to the max, right? Whatever rejuvenation loop, I, I, I call that. So, not a lot of things I want to talk about, but the thing is, it's always about preparing for the future. It's something I always, I do, especially when I. I mean, just in general, that's what I do in life. I always look towards the future and prepare for it, right? But in card games, you know, I do the same thing where I look to possible things that could be added to the game to make, you know, the game different, right? From the way it used to be when, when the game first started, of course. And plan for it. So the game is getting to a point where a lot of the old ideas I had in 2019, 2020, you know, stuff like that are now coming to fruition, especially ever since they added Rejuvenate. They always wanted everybody to gain life in the game, and they created Rejuvenate, which was good that at least it was added to the game. But the way they made Rejuvenate, it made it difficult to, to use. And there's some really ridiculous Rejuvenate cards where I'm like, uh, what? Remove seven markers. Plus, do this and that and blah, blah, blah. Well, there, there's one where it's not even remove markers. It's you minus seven in order to uh, trigger the effect to even rejuvenate or some shit like that. Um, I mean, technically rejuvenate. I don't think they actually use the word, but the actual rejuvenate effects, most of their costs aren't too much per se. It's just... There, there's some of the okay. So some of the unisons don't have the effect to add a card under the unison. They they expect you to add an extra copy of a unison under it. Now, granted, we do have a battle card now, um, the Trunks Pan and Goku GT Eight Drop, that has the ability to attach itself to a red unison to give it a marker, which is a is a start, right? So that's something we've been, you know, well, I've definitely been waiting on, and they finally gave it to us. So, of course, I got a play set of the card more for that than to actually play the card. The card is good in general, but I just mainly use it just for that. That's the purpose of why I have it, because it, you know, it's multi-purpose. It serves more than one role, but mainly it's for the fact that I can use it with a red unison to give it a marker so I can ultimate it, you know, the, the unison uses, you know, strongest effect right there and then um if the card has rejuvenate which some right there's maybe two or three unisons that has rejuvenate we know the king piccolo unison has rejuvenate um they hit that one preemptively we know that they um that that, that was one of the few unison few unisons that would have been used to abuse rejuvenate we would have abused rejuvenate we're allowed to have one in our decks. Just one makes it hard to, you know, search. You know, it makes it hard to to play because you have to get lucky. You mulligan and, and draw it right, just to start trying to use it. But if you do get it, you know, there's benefits, and rejuvenate is one of those benefits, especially when you use the GT uh, Goku Pan Trunks uh, card to give it a marker. You're guaranteed to have a card under it. Um, and then you just need a way to recycle the GT trunks, right? Uh, pan card 
and attach it again and you know once per turn attach it right and just you know and of course get the amount of markers necessary to remove to trigger rejuvenate i forgot how many markers you got to remove for that unison's rejuvenate but there are other unisons that have rejuvenate but not a lot of them in red uh, which would be awesome they did have more red unisons with rejuvenate so that way the trunks pan gt card would be more uh, useful because it's one way of doing it but in general there are a couple other unisons that are in other colors that do have rejuvenate but their conditions a little bit difficult because there's no specific cards to put unisons under those i mean to put cards under those unisons the only rule you have the only thing you have that you could put under the unison would be another copy of the same exact unison so that is an option but if you want to abuse it and loop it it's going to be difficult um, not impossible don't get me wrong not impossible just difficult now we have a new unison it's a PyCon unison which i'm a fan of i'm glad there's a new PyCon leader new PyCon cards and a new PyCon unison which has rejuvenate and has a plus two marker ability um, and it has a plus zero ability right where you can uh put a card right no no it's draw a card right draw a card then put a card yeah um, up to one card from your hand under the, the unison so this is a way that the unison by default have the ability to put a card under it so it's it's a rejuvenate effect is remove five markers obviously it's remove five markers take a card from under the unison put it to the drop and then take a card from the top of your deck and put it into your life that's how rejuvenating works right so then that means you'll have to either at minimum um play the card for five um energy so that way it has five markers use this active main um no no i meant to say no no yeah you, yeah you have to do it that way pay a minimum five to play it right um so that way it has five markers then use this active zero active main zero ability to put a card under it and then now you meet the conditions to rejuvenate but you're going to lose the unison right so obviously you should swing with the unison first since it is a 15k and then do the rejuvenate so that way you can gain a life so that's a thing um we all know how useful that rejuvenate is going to be uh, competitively um, especially when we make it easier to do so to rejuvenate which is something i've been waiting for for a while especially uh for my zamasu deck so this pycon which is a blue unison specified two blue energy um i'm gonna experiment with it in my hatch yak deck mm, it's gonna be so good in hatch yak um i see the potential already and then uh, zamasu it might be good it might be all right I mean, there is potential to loop it in Zamasu. Not so much in um, Hatchack, but ironically, you only need to rejuvenate at least once with it for it to be very viable in Hatchack. Since Hatchack has a habit of having high life, um, have a high life because of its defensive capabilities. But using it in any other blue deck, um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, 
you can loop it. Oh, I'm gonna try that in, um, what is it called? Janemba, loop it in Janemba. Do this whole unison loop thing. Because we have a two drop uni, uh, uh, blue negate. Um, it's a Super Saiyan 3 Goku, something like that, two drop. Overflowing something, anyway. Where you, I think it's overflowing spirit. Anyway, it has the ability to bounce a unison in your unison area back to your hand in your unison area, right? Or in your drop area back to your hand, right? So you could uh, deliberately, right, pl play it, do the rejuve thing, right? And it ends up going to drop, for example, and then use the two, the, the two drop negate to, um, to negate an attack, right? Bounce it from the drop back to hand. That way next turn you can play it, do its effect, rejuvenate again. So this is a way you can, you know, every turn gain life. Because all you have to do is uh, use something to bounce the negate back to hand. So I got a nice little engine for that strategy. Now granted, this is, this is, you know, like I said, it's a loop, it's an engine, you know, it's a, it's a, well, it's a loop, it's a strategy. A nice one but um, it's not like you can you, you'll be able to use it for a long period of time that's the thing about certain loops especially in Dragon Ball Super you know because um, summoning sickness is not a thing in Dragon Ball Super that you know these types of loops are not something you can use for like two three four turns in a row right you probably get lucky and, and use the loop once or maybe not even at all depending on, on on your matchup but here's the thing for me though it's better to have and not need than to need and not have, right? I'd rather have this loop incorporated into my deck where I could, you know, loop and gain one life every turn, which if time runs out in a match at a tournament, for example, I can win just, just because I have more life than my opponent, right? So that's the usefulness of um, rejuvenate as a win, win con, right? As a win strategy because of, of time. So we'll see how Bandai deals with rejuvenate competitively. You know, they might reconsider like, nah, we don't wanna, you know, make, let this be a thing. Uh, because even I noticed when um, the King Piccolo unison um, in the King Piccolo deck, uh, I've noticed, I mean, the only time I ever seen rejuvenate and that, you know, work in one, in a competitive setting and two, you know, just at all, just being being used at all, was in the King Piccolo deck with the King Piccolo unison. So, you know, I would typically get my opponent down to two life by turn two, and then, you know, close to uh, turn three, my opponent would try to, you know, their turn three, they'll try to, you know, not try to, but they would actually succeed in uh, rejuvenating and gaining a life. So they'll go from two life to three, right? Remember, they start off the game with six life. So I bring them down to two, which means I dealt them four damage, but then they rejuvenate and gain one back. So it's almost like I only dealt three damage. And that sucks when your, you know, hard work is being undone, right? <laughs> but at the same time, this is the point, the power of rejuvenate. And if you can abuse it, you know, while we have it, do so, right? Take advantage of it, especially you can use it as a win con because it's the whole, you having more life than your opponent thing. And with some decks, 
that's actually easier said than done. That's why it's gonna be so powerful in my set two Zamasu deck, because once I awaken my leader, every time my opponent deals me damage, they're no longer dealing me damage to my life. They're dealing damage to, to my deck, right? My deck is, you know, I'm milling every time I take damage. So playing this in the deck, right? Especially if I add the rejuvenate, you know, the, the, the engine to recycle the unison and gain life, I can take myself from two life or one life back up to like, you know, three or four life. While my opponent will probably still be like at two life or one life and they're hanging by a thread, right? While every time I, I'm swinging, they're trying to stop me from dealing them one damage, right? But when time gets called, I'll have more life than them. And it'll be hard for them to take my life away, right? Because a way my set two leader works. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised Bandai decides they want to, <laughs> to ban set two Zamasu just because of this rejuvenate leader effect. But this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, the idea is like, I've been waiting for something like this. Like, oh shit, yes. I was, I was very close because there was a, a black generic um, um, unison. This like a shadow dragon unison or something. And it had the potential to be generically used. But Bandai <laughs> realized that real quick. They're like, oh no, we can't have a, a generic um rejuvenate especially we can't let hatjack have it so they uh they nerfed the card so they made it where i can't use it with hatjack it's like god god damn it damn you bad die ah right i was so close but now i got something that i can use in blue hatjack can't do mono black right gotta do blue hatjack in order to use this unison because this unison is a blue unison so use this one in there and do the rejuvenate thing in there. And then all I have to do is loop my defensive cards, right? Since it'll be hard for my opponent to deal me damage, you know. So I got two decks that can use this one unison <laughs> and take full advantage of its power. Because the irony is just, just defending and gaining life it in itself is a win con, especially when we have uh, time rules, especially Especially in a best of one, playing blue hatch in a best of one, mm, too good. Because the decks are already too defensive. And then throw in rejuvenate, mm, mm, good. So we'll see. We'll see if Bandai decides to, if they want to rata that unison or be an asshole and ban set to Zamasu and Hatchack, which I would not be happy with. That's literally two out of my, what, five decks that I play. So. And ironically, those are the, the main decks that I like to use the most. Because, <laughs> you know, those are my colors, blue and black. So that'd be a unfortunate if Bandai does that. So, just something that I'm, you know, paying attention to. I finally got something that is going to put in some, some good work. It's going to put in some good work in those decks. It's going to be fun to try to incorporate them into the deck. Um, just like the, how I was doing the whole mill thing. You know, the thing is, is the, the mill strategy ain't bad, right? Mill, putting mill in Zamasu and putting mill in Hatchiak. The thing is, is that mathematically, it, 
I can't win in time, for example, right? I can't win in time um, with, with milling, right? Because you have so little time that the likelihood of your opponent, you know, running out of cards is a lot less likely than, um, you know, them being on low life and then time being called, right? Low as in lower than yours, right? So that's where the rejuvenate would come in. So instead of me trying to use mill as a win con, even though that's still a possibility, instead of me trying to use mill as a win con, instead use, um, instead use uh, life gain or rejuvenate, however you want to call it, as, as a win con, right? Just, you know, negate, 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 right? Flagate, negate my opponent and, you know, uh, increase my, my life. The funny thing is the Hatchack deck and the Zamasu, well, pretty much all my decks, technically, all my decks are pretty much the same concept. It's all about, you know, making it hard for my opponent to deal me a lot of damage while I'm still dealing them damage. And then either A, I get them down to zero and win, or B, um, I win in time because I have more life than them. So this rejuvenating thing is going to help with that strategy the whole having more life than my opponent. So I either knock my opponent out or I time them out. And that is the two main strategy that I'm leaning towards, right? Because there are ways to, to do it. Um, mill is, you know, milling your opponent out is an option, but it's not a not as reliable or as consistent of a strategy than, uh, you know, winning in time or winning um, by dealing your opponent eight damage because as long as you can get the extra turns necessary to swing at your opponent and get through your opponent's defenses you know as long as you can get through your opponent's defenses you would deal damage obviously but the harder it, once it gets harder to deal your opponent damage right get through their defenses then uh winning in time and winning through decking out your opponent are the backup strategies because we all know that the, the most basic aspect of the game is trying to deal your point eight damage the alternative ways of winning is the auto win effects of certain cards and leaders the you know um, dealing um, the whole t you know making sure you have more life than your opponents before time runs out and the um, you know deck on out are the different ways you can win in the game. So, I'm always, always looking for ways to make, you know, make the game easier, right? You know, once you understand how the game works, then you, you know, build your decks accordingly, right? So that's why, I, you know, the, I was talking about, you know, planning for the future. Since I understand what I would like to do when I play Whenever new stuff comes out, I keep an eye out for certain effects, certain things that are, are useful. So that's why I was a little surprised when I saw the Rejuvenate on the Unison. The first thing, well, the first thing I noticed on the Unison was the um, pl uh, plus two ability. So it's a plus two ability. I'm like, oh, it's a plus two Unison and it's a two drop. That's nice. And then I looked at his plus two effect. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what his plus two does. Trying to remember what what did this plus two do? 
it did something. I'm having to remember what it did exactly. You know, I, well, give me a second. Let me look it up real quick. Okay, that's what it was. Um, it just lets you look at the top five cards of your deck, um, and then drop a uh, and drop a blue card from your deck into the drop area. So it has this this unit set has potential in a specific deck. Well, in, in well in one of my Zamasu set two Zamasu builds, which is a skillless um, battle card deck. So there's potential to um, get my 30k skillless battle cards into the drop area just using this unison. So that's nice. So it's a good way of getting specific blue cards I want in the drop through the effect. And it could be potentially good in other strategies. <clears throat> so it has potential is what I'm saying. Because, you know, there, there's a there's a Gogeta, um, you know, set to the monster deck that I have where this unison would be useful for helping me get the Goku and the Vegetas that I need in the drop in order to play the deck strategy. Um, so there's that. Um, let's see. But uh, mainly, I, I don't remember if it said I had to send a blue card or up to one blue card. More likely it's up to one blue card. So that means I don't have to send shit. I could just pay two, look at the top five, send nothing, and then just shuffle my deck afterwards. All right? So I could just plus two just to shuffle. So not bad. Um, um, and that's useful in itself, just the ability to shuffle, especially if you put cards at the bottom of your deck through card effects. Having this be able to shuffle your deck is always useful. So. There's, there's some uses. Like, this is a really good unison. I'm seeing a lot of potential in it and what I can do with it. So there's that. But the main thing is, is that it has Rejuvenate 5, right? Once per turn, you remove 5 markers from it and put a card from under to the drop and take a card from the top of your deck and put it into your life. So the idea is, obviously, we're going to uh, use it to, um, you know, put a card into our life. So we can keep our, our life high. Especially if we're going to use the life for um, uh, blocker negates, um, dimension magic in the Zamasu deck, or chills, ar you know, armies reinforcement, you know, the blocker negate. So there's potential to be used to use it for that. Uh, but what you really, but obviously what you really want to do is just gain the life and then keep it. So gain the life and then keep it. So that way, when the time gets called, your opponent will ideally have less life than you. Especially if you do this right before you end your turn, gain the life then end your turn. And hopefully your opponent takes too long to attack. And then hopefully during the battle, time gets called or whatnot. You know, you get the idea. Especially if you're paying attention to time. If you have like a timer, if you use your phone to keep track of time. So as soon as they be like, all right, match starts, you, you push the button on your phone to start the timer and then start, you know, playing and then look at the time, play, look at the time, play, right, keep track. Uh, there's a couple other ways you can do it. Obviously, if you have a watch, I normally do, especially a digital watch, makes it easy for you to keep an eye 
Um, oh yeah, that's what I should do. I should use my watch. Because it would be less obvious, right, per se. That, you know, because I could just use my watch and just set it, right? Because, you know, it has a stopwatch feature. Why not use it, right? So there you go. Use the stopwatch feature on your watch, digital watch, and, you know, keep track. One, this will help you, know, you know, keep track of how long your opponent takes to play their turn, as well as it'll help you keep track of how long the match is going, how long you take on your turn. Because fair is fair. If your opponent takes five minutes for their turn, it should take five minutes for your turn, right? Because it's bullshit for them to take too, that, that long. I remember playing against somebody on Edo Pro, which is something for Yu-Gi-Oh! It's a Yu-Gi-Oh! simulator, card game simulator, and on there, you know, the, t the time is set for three minutes. So 180 seconds. And I've had people time out, all right? I had people lose because they wasted so much time. They, they literally took three minutes to try to play their combo and they weren't even done. So it's like, damn, three minutes. You're literally taking three minutes just for your turn. It shouldn't even take that long. It should take one to two minutes at most, at most. But it definitely shouldn't take that long to play out your turn. But that is the nature of some games, especially when you make it where there is no time. That becomes a problem when there is no time. But ain't it disrespectful, right, that we, we play with time competitively, right? We have timer where you have a certain amount of time to play a, play a game, but the individual turns aren't timed to make sure that somebody doesn't take too long and, you know, and take full advantage of that, you know? This is why it's not surprising that some people, you know, are deliberately playing decks that always jokingly say take 12 hours to finish out their turn. They're playing 12-hour combos. And that itself shouldn't be a strategy, right? That itself shouldn't be like, oh, okay, I play this deck that, you know, takes a long time to do stuff. And it's like, damn, your turn shouldn't take that long. You definitely shouldn't be allowed to take that long. But it's something you can do, so of course people are going to do it. Until it becomes a thing that you can't do. You know, this itself just shows you the nature of like life and society. Even with, you know, you gotta, it's like everything requires rules. You would love it if people were just a little less asshole-ish, right? Where people had a little bit more integrity and they'd be like, all right, I'm not going to play a strategy that literally would take a long time to play because that's unfair for my opponent, right? Now, I try to be that guy, right? The guy who, you know, tries not to take too long playing their turn, right? But when 90% of your opponents are going to be wasting time and trying to take as much time in the game for themselves, unfortunately, since that's the nature of the game, right? The nature of the environment you're playing in, you're going to have to play the game, as they say, right? Now you're going to have to be better at uh, playing with time than your opponent. That's why I made like a masterclass video um, about mastering time. Not something I felt that I had to make a video about originally, right? The idea of mastering time, because my main thing is like, you don't want to take too long. You want your turns to be faster, right? That way, there, that way there would be more time in the game. The problem is, is when you have people uh, wasting it, 
you deliberately try not to waste time, but then your opponent wastes time. And that's unfortunate because you have no control of that, right? You don't have control over the fact your opponent is wasting time and they're wasting it for their benefit. So that's unfortunate for you. So since that's literally part of the game now, right? Part of most games, you know, that are time-based. When you're playing casually, time is irrelevant. If, it, if the game takes two hours to finish, then it takes two hours to finish. But when you're playing competitively, you know, you're playing best of one, for example, you got up to 35 minutes to play your, to play a game. Time, time wasting, you know, it's not a, it's, it's, well, it's not a good thing when it's being, when you're, when the time is being wasted against you, right? And since that's a factor, you're going to have to accept it, right? As is, you know, can't undo it. You could try, right? You could try to make it where it doesn't matter the opponent's wasting time because you probably only need two to three turns to win anyway so they can waste as much time as they want because you're, you're going to win anyway, right? But that's not always the case. Not everyone uh, can win in three turns, right? Some people literally have decks that are designed to win on turn four or five. So sometimes even turn six, right? So with with that and with those types of decks, the whole time-wasting thing is, is a disadvantage for them, right? It's a weakness for them because your opponent can exploit the fact that they can take their time. Now, granted, you can call a judge and be like, oh, they're slow playing this and third, right? But that ironically also wastes time. That's the one of the irony with calling the judge for somebody slow playing is that you have to wait for the judge to come over. Then you have to wait for the judge to, you know, be judging but like, all right what's going on and blah 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 so it's like all this time being wasted involving the judge so the irony with slow playing is that they want you to call the judge because that will slow the game down even more even if the player is like okay yeah yeah sorry i'll try to be faster it doesn't matter they already wasted time already then more time was wasted when the judge came over and yeah of course they're playing faster now but it doesn't matter. They already they already did what they wanted to do. They already wasted time. And that was the most that's the thing you can't get back. That's the thing. Judges could barely give you back time. You know, you could get lucky and if there's a draw or something like that, they'll be like, "All right, y'all uh five more minutes when time gets caught. All right, y'all get five more minutes." Like you could, but again, your opponent could literally waste those five minutes. Like I said, some people waste 3 minutes already when they play. They already try to waste three minutes. So imagine getting an extra five minutes and your opponent's gonna to try to waste four minutes, which gives you one minute. And that one minute might not be enough. You might need two minutes in order to play your turn. You know, especially if they get to win, you might need two minutes to, to play out your strategy to win. And your opponent just reduced it down to one minute. So you're not going to be able to win because you don't have the time for it. So that's why mastering time is important. You know, trying to make sure that all your strategies, <clears throat> um, your play style can adapt and play within a, a time uh, restriction, time constraint, and make the most with less time. So you have to try to make the most with the least, right? Try to. That's why I do stuff like double strike and stuff like that, like Champa and Easter Pink Kai. And I try to put them in a lot of decks, or at least try to have a lot of double strikes in my decks or dual attackers. 
because I'm trying to make sure I, I can do the most amount of damage in a short period of time because <clears throat> there's no guarantee I have the time to do it the slow way, right? So speed is, a, is important. When it comes to time, speed is key. So being able to do a lot of damage quickly, that's why I try to do like four to six damage on turn one with my X hit combo decks or just with most of my decks. That's why I use the skillless, you know, unison strategy where, you know, turn one, I can, I can output four to five damage because <clears throat> there's no guarantee I get to turn three or four. There's a possibility I might not make it that far, right? Because I could potentially lose before I get through those turns or for some reason, my opponent takes way too long on their turn that by the time I get called before I even get to those turns. Um, but uh, ironically enough, with, you know, when I, you know, I play competitively uh, with the two decks that I played, the Setsu Zabasu and the Hatchiak deck, which was not the blue version, I still managed to get to like turn eight um, with Hatch. Uh, with Zamasu, you know, uh, five and six um, were the most common turns I was able to get to, but it was kind of difficult to try to get to seven. Not impossible per se, but it was more difficult. More so because of the way I was playing made it more difficult. So obviously I improved on my strategy, uh, my defensive strategy, I should say. Not my offensive strategy, my offensive strategy Still the same. First four damage the easiest. Next two requires a little effort. Last two is hardest. That's that still hasn't changed. What I changed was my defensive strategy, which is where defending turn one and turn two is very important because that that, that helps guarantee that I'll get to turn uh, you know five or six. So if my strategy is based off of me getting to turn five or turn six, then it's important for me to defend turn one, turn two. So I I play. I play my turn one, turn twos differently now than I used to. So sometimes I have to play I, I have to play those turns the old-fashioned way, you know, the way I, I normally would play those turns. But on average, nowadays I do play first my first two turns differently. But that's the importance of you know improving yourself as a player. It's not about changing cards in your deck per se or or playing a different leader or whatnot sometimes it's literally just changing the way you do things has a huge uh, impact on the outcome right so that's why we try to focus on is like the player getting better than player improving because you don't need to play a different deck you don't need to play the quote-unquote best deck in the format you just have to improve yourself as a player and be the best player you can be right the best version of yourself and that's more than enough granted can you do both play the best deck in the format and improve as a player right yeah of course you can do both go ahead do it do what works right whatever works works if you can be a bad player with a great deck and still top events hey that's good enough i'm not complaining right if it works it works that's that's what i always say if it works it works but this is why the way i do things should be taken into consideration because it does work for me you know what i mean and you know what they're saying is if it ain't broke don't fix it right um but there's the other saying if it's broken 
don't fix it, right? If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Because <laughs> that's the thing, you want broken. Broken as in, you know, obviously OP, you know, busted, as they say, right? You want to you make sure you have OP strategies, right? You want to have advantage when you're playing. So that's why mastering time, that's why improving your defensive capabilities, because the idea is to make sure your opponent doesn't deal you a lot of damage. But you always want to make sure you always deal your opponent a lot of damage. So, so I'm pretty consistent when it comes to how much damage I deal my opponent. I don't have to worry about that as much. I just got to make sure that my defense is on fleek. Right? My defense is high. And I've always been a defensive player anyway. So it only makes sense that I improve my defensive, play, my defensive plays, my defensive strategies. So I've been playing with my, well, doing test hands with my Boma deck. So I have been improving um, on the ability to last past turn six with the deck. So that's always good. Specifically, like five or six is usually the max turns with the deck, um, just based off of how I play. But since I am changing the way I play, you know, to obviously improve the way I play, so I'm improved, improving the way I play, then, of course, that's going to get me bigger, better results. So now, you know, it's all about getting to, to them late games um, because, uh, you know, the long, because, you know, turns take time, right? So you always want to make sure that you have an extra turn so that we have extra, you know, that way you can take extra time, as they say, Right? You want to take as much time as possible. You want to create scenarios where your opponent has to take time on their turn. Then you take another turn and you take time. Then give your opponent a turn. Then they take time. Right? So that's the thing. You want to make sure more turns happen. That way more time gets uh, used up. So that way when time runs out, ideally, you want to have more life than your opponent so you can win that way. Right? Or they deck out because, you know, they can deck out in time if you take uh, if you take enough turns because the more turns your opponent gets, the more they draw, right? They draw for their turn, they draw for their leader, they might draw for a unison, they might draw for a battle card, right? So a lot of draw, draw, draw. Um, so you definitely want to take advantage of that. So in a way, just by being able to make sure there's always an extra turn, you always have an extra turn, that's extra drawing your opponent's going to do, which kind of translates to milling. Right? If your opponent is drawing for their leader, unison their turn, and let's say a battle card, that's four cards a turn. In five turns, that's 20 cards out their deck. Let's say they only have 20 cards left. Well, you just gotta make them, you just gotta last five to six turns. Right? So, what else? I think that's about it, not much to say. Obviously, I just I just saw one card and I saw the potential of what I can do with it. And it was just the whole idea of like, you know, this is something I've been waiting for a long time. There's some cards that I've been waiting for for a long time, like card, like effects or card types that have certain effects, like, you know, unisons with certain effects, right? Like a really good blue, not blue, but a really good um, rejuvenate unison. And the fact that I made it blue, I'm like, hmm. That would have been something, that would have been 
uh, that would have been a wish for me, right? I would have wished and wanted, like, oh, I want a blue rejuvenate unison because I, I, got, I got some ways to abuse it. But I'm like, but that's busted, right? That's broken. That's OP. Bandai shouldn't do that. But they did, right, as an example. So it's like stuff that, so there's stuff that I'm like, yeah, it'll be really, really strong, really busted, really broken, right, if they add this effect into the game because I already have plans to abuse it. That's what I'm trying to say. So I already have plans to abuse it. So if it was added to the game, I'm already prepared to abuse it, to use it. So, you know, I already have the leaders. I already have the cards for it. I just got me, uh, you know, like a couple weeks ago, a three drop Vegeta, King Vegeta, blue King Vegeta, which has the ability to grab, I think a two cost or higher, I think it was. Something like that. I have to double check. It's either two costs or higher or two costs or less, whatever. Or just a two drop specifically, unison from the drop and add it to your hand, right? And this is a two drop blue unison with rejuvenate. Hello? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? I can literally use the battle card to grab the unison, use the unison to rejuvenate and just keep recycling it. I keep, you know, looping it because all I have to do is bounce the, the blue unison back to my hand and blue has some bounce effects. There are some effects in blue to bounce your own stuff, right? Kibito Kai attendant being one of those cards. So I can use the Kibito Kai to recycle, right? To bounce and reuse the Vegeta and use the Vegeta to grab the unison. Now granted there is a slightly better um, option, right? But I can play both, but there's a slightly better option which is the two drops Super Saiyan 3 or Flowing Spirit Goku that can negate an attack and grab the unison from the drop or the, the unison area and add it to my hand so that one is a little bit more cost effective because if i write the 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 king Vegeta is a three drop so that, that that's one extra energy i have to spend on that strategy with the two drop one would be better plus the two drop um negates an attack that's useful so having something that can negate an attack Plus, help you rejuvenate. I mean, it will recycle the card you're going to, the units you're going to use to rejuvenate. It's a lot of spam. Um, obviously, it already synergized very well with another unison that I like to use because that unison has a four uh, wipe capability. Plus, it has a um, floodgate effect. So that's a thing. So yeah, I'm gonna, you know, get a chance and definitely work on that Zamasu deck. To abuse that strategy and then of course put that into the black deck i mean um black hat jack and i mean blue hat jack and you know do some do some fun stuff with that so we shall we shall see we shall see how good it is um i mean so far just in my mind it already is good it already already does what i needed to do so it's definitely it's definitely going to be good because both decks I can stall to like turn six and above. You know, I can get to like turn six, turn seven. Um, and Hatch Air, I definitely can get to turn eight. So it wouldn't be that hard to use the card to rejuvenate and still have energy for negates. Plus I use, in both decks I'm gonna be using um, Shenron Figure Majesty to untap two energy, right? That way I could always have the two energy, right? For the 
the, the, the negate, right? So negate an attack and bounce the unison from the drop or from the uh, unison area back to my hand. So I could play the next turn and just rejuvenate and keep, keep that little loop going, right? So there are some effects. So as you can see, you know, I'm already prepared for doing some uh, broken stuff. And, you know, I got a new toy to play with. So I'm excited. So I definitely want to, can't wait to see see it in action. Especially it would be exciting to, you know, go to a tournament and uh, utilize it. You know, get the most out of it. Especially, you know, get some W's out of it. Which is always the goal, right? It's always The goal is always to try to get as many W's as you can. And um, that'll be the end of the podcast.